This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. How are you doing this evening, Mr. Jason Glick? Hey, I'm fine. How about you, John? Uh, great as can be. Weather's kind of cool, and uh, yeah, everything seems to be good. Yeah, down at tropical to those guys on the compared to those guys on the East Coast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you have for us this time? Okay, well we're starting kicking off the new year by doing something I, I don't do a whole lot, and that's actually like bring up a title that I've talked about recently. Now, if you read now if you read read the site, you know I dive into a bit about the latest latest volume of Claymore, how I told you I'm really looking forward to the next volume of that. Now, the thing about this series is I've been reading it for. For, for quite a while, ever since, it was, ever since it's been published, I'm here in the U.S. since 2006. And the thing about this series is that with the last couple of volumes, it's actually done a good job of taking things up to the next level. Because for a while, it was basically it's basically like your fan, like fancy cool of comfort food kind of series that you just read because it's completely executed and whatnot. But but the thing is, though, it's like I've got if you've been reading my reviews of the of the series. Like on the site, unless I got a particular term I like to refer to it as, that is, um, berserk light. Because, yeah, because the thing is, like, even though, because the thing, because basically, even though the premise of the series, um, is um, generally fairly different from that of, that of berserk, um, it's uh, it's unique in the sense that it's a far more female-centric, um, like title than you get from your standard, um, like Shonen, Shonen Jump series, because the series is published um in the Shonen Jump family of titles. It's in it's in the Jump Square magazine, which is like for the more mature, slightly more mature, um, like titles that you can't like more more violence, a little bit more sex, and you can get get away with in Jump. But thing is, thing is clean words. It's about the story of this warrior named Claire, who who is who is a titular Claymore, and there, and these these warriors are basically basically the only kind. Basically, I'm out, um, out to fight um, these, these demons called Yoma in, on, on, just on this one continent. They, they do so at the behest of the organization. The way they work is that they take the, take the flesh, flesh, flesh of the Yoma into their bodies in order to gain their strength. That allows them to um, identify the Yoma who can pose as humans and, um, and also draw on their strength to kill, to kill them as well. The drawback to this method is that as girls draw on their power, they slowly um, lose control of it and eventually become become Yoma themselves, or awakened beings, as the series, series describes them. Now, the main character, Claire, is a, is a, um, is a um, novice Claymore. She's got, let's see, she's basically like at the lowest, at the lowest rung, at lowest rung of the series, and in the very first, very first chapter, she gets her, she gets her own, um, own, like, a um, male sidekick, Rocky, who's, who sadly was, sadly was killed by a Yoma, and his, and his brother was, um, replaced by one. She saves him, and over the course of the first first volume, she eventually grows. She eventually beca- he eventually becomes Batman. He becomes Robin to, to her Batman. So because and of course because you know cause like in a, like a, like in any jump series, you gotta have like a, a like a male point of view character in order to, to so that the ma- so that the male audience can actually identify with them through this. Now yeah. Now the thing is, and then from there it's like they go on several advent- adventures where Claire um like find. I kill, kills Yoma in new, new and interesting ways while, find, while exploring limits of her power. Now, the reason I, I refer to the series as Berserk Light is because of the because it's all because that because this series not only is is like basically a fantasy action series where where the main character kills kills like lots of demons with her with her um huge ass sword, um, but it but also refers also um takes but it also employs like a particular style of storytelling I like like, like to call Berserk style. 
that's basically where you take like where you take the first couple volumes to to establish some of the characters in the world. Then you flash back to show show the origins of the or the origins of the characters and the and later on the, the inciting incident that showed them that basically put them on the stat, on the on the road to become the, the road that led them to become the character that they are today. Like I said, it's that's how that's how it works in Berserk. It's how how it's done in Claymore. And you can also see it done in Tenjo Tenge and um and Priest as well. You know, it's not manga, it's manhwa. That's another story. And that's that's basically how it's done here because yet because the main because after the first volume, the main story arcs basically involve Claire and Rocky going to a holy city to um, find uh, find a yoma that's been that's been uh, killing people there. Uh, with the catch being that um, the Holy City has prohibited claymores from entering, so they have to do this on the down low. Then you have her teaming up with other claymores, who basically explain to her her status in the or- organization, and as they and they team up to fight this um, one of the um, more fearsome yeoman known as an awakened being, someone who is who someone who someone who has basically succumbed to the power of the it's like of of um, take of the yom, taking a yoma yoma flesh into their body, then. See, then um, Claire winds up getting on the bad, get on the bad side of one of the uh, of the organization's highest rank warriors, Ophelia, who, uh, like, who just um, loves to fight, fight and kill people. And she, she eventually like, takes, Claire, takes Claire's arm and um, basically uh, lays her out badly. And then Claire has to um, train, train for a while in order to get bit, get better. And then she eventually throws down with, an awake, with Ophelia in her awakened form. We, we then, ha- then have, the, have her teaming up later on, later on to fight. To, um, track down Rocky after, after they split up during the last arc. They wind up, she winds up teaming up with some of the or, some of the organization's more pow- most powerful warriors. They take on one of the um, creatures known as the, known as the uh, Abyssal Beings, a former number one of the organization who was awakened and is now um, ruling one of, one of the four one of the four areas of the land. Things come to a head um, in in the, in the like last arc, which. Be, Last arc of the first half, which begins around volume 10, where um, where Claire and a bunch of other warriors are sent to the north in order to take in order to take on a group of, of awakened beings who are who are, who are massing there and actually working working in concert under underneath one of the other abyssal beings, the ma- only male one known as Isley. Now, all this stuff, I mean, it's like for these for the volume, basically volumes one through one through ten are basically. Are basically um, creator Norhiro Yagi um, take like setting up the world, establishing things, and just like showing you how showing you how things work, like showing you like this is okay. This is how how the, how the girls' powers work. This is what happens when they take when they release too much power. Um, this is how they how they fight Yoma. How does how does the organization work and whatnot? All this stuff. I don't know. It's like it's not. It's not that it's bad. It's confident. It's basically the fantasy equivalent of comfort food. You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting, and well, it's not—it's not like the, the tastiest thing in the world. It's, com- it's comforting. It's comforting in its predictability because he's, because he's not—he's um, not break, breaking or enlivening the formula in any way with these with these volumes. But he's doing—he's doing it confidently. And for a while, it's like you know, I just kept—I just kept buying it because you know, I knew what I was knew what I was getting getting with this, and it was um, being delivered a steady enough clip to keep me occupied. See, then around volume, see around volume 12 or so. That's when the uh, that's when the she, she shifts the status quo and things things jump forward like about seven years and um, find out found out that the uh, that um, Claire and her and her comrades have been sent to the north in order to die because they were basically viewed as being expendable 
by the organization, and the organization itself is also working on perfecting its own new technique, new techniques in order to um, breed better and more obedient claymores. Now, then things also get so now with Claire and her and her, um, par and her partners on on the outside, it's like we then just find out that hey, you know, they've actually come back here not see not to just. Uh, like, you know, not to just get revenge for being sold out, but it turns out that, that the real reason that all that behind the organization's purpose on this continent isn't it's like isn't just isn't to rid the land of Yoma. It's actually research and development. Now, I don't want to go into too 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 much detail about this because it's a big it's a huge spoiler for Volume 15, which is really when the series I'm sorry again taking, being taken to the next level. That's when, it, that's when I started to realize that, hey, uh, Yagi is actually, actually does have a plan for this series, and he has actually taken a long, long-form approach with this. Like, he's actually setting up stuff, he actually had set up stuff several volumes previous, that's also starting to only, only pay off now. Like, especially when we find out the deal with, um, with one of the, or his other warriors and her, Raffaella, and her sister, um, Luciella, who became one of the Abyssal Beings, and while well, we thought that she killed her several volumes back, find out that's not the case. In fact, they've actually mutated into something much, much worse and um, much more, much more dangerous, which is um, which is revealed in volume, volume 17. But it's, it's like it's really with these last couple volumes that I that um, Yagi is actually um, really like it's like step he's really stepped up here. He's like he's taking. Like, I guess he, he's, we're, he's dealing with that good, good twists on, on the material that we've seen, seen before, and like even though it's like he, man tends to bludgeon us with exposition, like in, in, like in the way he does it, because really it's like this is, this is still a jump title. It's like even though it's like delivered on once a month, once a month basis, chapters delivered on once a month basis in Japan, we've still got it's like it's still got that same slow deliberate pace that that all shonen jump um like series progress progress at and and also and this with the art the art well let's just say he's gotten better over the years because well the first first couple of volumes you see show him like really cutting his teeth on on the process he's um he's still his character it's like his he's gotten better at drawing backgrounds probably because he's been able to afford like a couple of assistants to come in and help him out um but also, like he's also been get, doing better with um, drawing, making his characters more distinct. Because like he's got any weakness as far as the art goes, it's just his, it's his characters. Because well, because they're all girls, they all got that same like same kind of color hair, and like at some point like they're they're sometimes only distinguishable, excuse me, only by their it's like by their hair, hairstyles and in their personalities in some case. Because while well, some of them have like you know very distinct personalities. Others, well, they're just kind of like you know in the background, which is why seeing probably having most of them massacred back in volume eleven, volumes eleven and twelve was probably a good thing. So then the cast out from just having a lot of characters we just couldn't couldn't distinguish with. And he's also, but however, he has also set up a nice bit of dramatic irony by having um showing us that Rocky um, has turned up has teamed up with Priscilla, who we found out in. In the um, flashback arc, is responsible for killing um, Claire's mentor and the person who was responsible for um, ha getting her to join the organization in the first place. So it's it's a great great bit of setup right there. I'm looking forward because like you know that eventually they're going to meet up, eventually they're going to throw down, and it's going to be all sorts of pain right there. So that's what I talk about when they say he's got man has a plan, and I'm looking forward to seeing it, seeing him carry it out. Granted, you know I this. 
the series really, I, after 17 volumes, I can say it's not going to be as, as good as, as Berserk. I mean, well, okay, maybe if he keeps, keeps up this level of improvement, um, then maybe, maybe we'll see that happen, but still my money's against it. However, it is still a very, it is still a very good substitute, and frankly, like now that Berserk is, has, we've reached a point with, in Berserk serialization where we're waiting for each new volume to be published, um, like in Japan before we get it in America. It is a, it is a good substitute for, like, like if you're looking for something to like, fill, fill the Berserk void in your life before um, Dark Horse announces um, the release of volume 35. Then I, then I would, I definitely would go ahead and re recommend this. And plus, with volume 17, I'll, like I said, as I said on the site, I'm going to reiterate it here. Things end on a huge, um, huge raising the game, raising the game, raising the stakes notes as as the girls find themselves um, at odds with the with a being known as the Destroyer, who's who, who apparently has potential to wipe, wipe out the entire entire nation. You find, find out that the uh, organization's top warriors, um, Beth and Alicia, have now been compromised, and that, see, one of the abyssal beings, Rufil of the West, is on the run as, as a result. It's, like I said, it's, he could fail to deliver on, on, on these as, it's like, in the next volume, but from right here, it's like, the story is like, a, no, that he's um, raising too high to be, for them to be dramatically credible, but still, I'm, at this point, I am looking forward to seeing seeing how things turn out when the new volume is released in June. So, yes, it, this is, the series is still, it's berserk light. You're not going to get the same, same depth and emotional impact of storytelling that, that you get from berserk, but it's still, but it's still, it's still entertaining on its own terms. So, so that's, that's what I like about it, and, well, I, like, I recommend it to, like, to, like, to anyone who's interested in that kind of, that kind of storytelling as well. Yeah. Hey, any hey, thoughts, John? Uh, none from me, sir. Okay. okay. Just, just just checking on this end. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, cause it, okay. Cause that's all. That's all I got for you guys this week. Back in two weeks. Cause hopefully talking about some American comics this time. Cause I really haven't gone on a Japanese and a manga tear for these last last couple. But we'll see how that goes. All right. We'll uh, catch you later on, on comic picks from the Glick. That's right. All right. Talk to you later, fellas. Bye. Bye. Bye.